You know what we've all been doing since we were small children? Well, besides running late, spilling liquids, struggling to match clothing, or having challenges with gravity in public, that is. Okay, I'm just going to put all on my head here. Let's talk about something we've all been doing. Connecting things. As tots, we were connecting dots. At school age, we were desperately trying to connect comprehension questions with written words on the page. As teens, we were connecting ridiculous accessories like chain belts to our Levi jeans. And now that we're grown and on our own, we're running late to catch that connecting flight after staying up all night. Or connecting our computers from our humble abode because we're no longer commuters on the road. But you know what the most important type of connecting is on Earth? Well, connecting with other people on Earth. Because sharing experiences is one of the best ways to remember, and sharing memories is one of the best experiences. Because sharing a story is one of the best ways to assure it gets passed along with time, and one of the best pastimes is story sharing. Because sharing laughs is one of the best ways to have an unforgettable time, and forgetting why you're even laughing is one of the best ways to share time. <laughs> Because speaking about cultures and histories is one of the best ways to stay cultured, historically speaking anyway. And because spending time sharing inside jokes is one of the best ways to spend time inside. No joke. And because companionships of different citizenships are the best kind of relationships. Hardships are always better with friendships. Because partnerships are always better than dictatorships and starships are always better than battleships. So come with us today as we get connected, whether it's the dots on the map or that barely made it airport nap. From our humble abodes to those laughing episodes. It's time to share all of the above with the people we love and have nights we'll never forget with the people we haven't even met yet. For new friends can be found with anyone around. Let's get together whenever and make memories that will last forever. Are you up for the endeavor? My name is Maria Elena, and you are listening to Purple Hood Adventures Podcast. I'm a travel-obsessed entrepreneur working from my home in Ohio to connect travelers from all over the world and to help you make your one days a reality and stop living for the weekend. I seek constant adventure while maintaining an outwardly appearing normal life with a husband, a cat, and a full-time job as a remote speech-language pathologist. I live a real-life accidental comedy show as seen through the eyes of my trusty Mount Zion purple windbreaker as I make my way around the world and live a life of the unordinary but not the extraordinary. Introducing the unconnected audio clips of this week's Connected Adventures in Athens, Ohio. Oh my god, that's me at a, that's at, at a number fest. I have cargo shorts on?
Kia ora, Tene Kui, favorite friends and listeners I don't even know out there. Welcome back again, men and women, to week 10 of season two of Purple Head Adventures podcast. That's right. I told you guys there'd be plenty of rhymes in your future this week. I warned you. And no, I did not forget. I unfortunately don't forget a whole lot. Um, but the good news is, is that 11 is coming up next week. That's crazy. Um, not a whole lot rhymes with, with 11, but uh, that may be actually be problematic for you because uh, it seems like the less there is out there, the worse and more far-fetched my similar-sounding words become, right? Anyway, I'm like extra excited about today's episode. Shocker, right guys? Me? Excited? High energy? Never. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm sorry to do this to you, by the way, but I did actually run this morning again. I know. I don't know why I insist on running, like, marathons and, like, recording right after. And then I have, like, green tea and, like, pumpkin tea, which really doesn't help my cause. I should just, like, stop doing this and, like, start recording in the winter or something like that when I presumably have less energy. Yeah, I'm shaking my head like uh, maybe you don't believe me. Um, I guess that's for me to know and for you to maybe find out. Maybe you already know if you know me. Anyway, um, as you may have heard today, we are going to talk about connecting with others around the world and also people within your immediate vicinity. Now, if you've heard any of my previous episodes, you know that Purple Hood Adventures is about three things, okay? The first of which is traveling, duh. The second of which is living a free life filled with experiences, much of which you can get from travel, okay? And the third one is connecting with others around the globe, often while traveling. Seems to be a theme there. Now, we have talked a lot about traveling itself and also about living a a free life that you love, but today we're here to talk about that third point. After all, it is the connections with others that really kind of give us what we're seeking out in our adventures to begin with, at least it is for me. Um, I will say, um, before I go any further in this energy rant of mine, I have to explain the other reason that I'm super excited for today's episode, and that's that I get to teach you all how to say hello in the native language of the Mary people in New Zealand, okay? If anyone remembers, New Zealand's actually my favorite place on this entire planet, and I'm convinced I like actually left a small chunk of my heart back there in 2017, and I won't actually get it back until I move there. That's kind of like my life goal. Anyway, it turns out that New Zealand made the top of most lists for the most social countries in the world. Shocker. Wonder why I love it so much. It's not like I'm social or anything, right? Anyway, if you've heard my earlier episodes, you may remember that New Zealand speaks more than just English. They also speak the native tongue of the Mary, which is the indigenous people. I think a few episodes ago we talked about um, the cooking of the food in the fire pits and the ground. Um, if you've forgotten and you think I'm totally nuts, just assume I'm referring to one of my previous episodes again and I'm not completely off my rocker. Okay, maybe I still am completely off my rocker, but uh, that's for me to know and for you to... Um, Okay, maybe slowly find out. Anyway, um, kia ora is actually the informal way of saying hello in the Mary culture. And uh, if you want a bit of a more formal spin, you can say tenak kui, which is, literally translates into... Um, I see you. I honor that you're there. Um, it's, like I don't know why. That just really resonates with me. I'm convinced that somehow I was an indigenous New Zealander in a past life. I just, I don't know, it just really clicks with me. Okay, enough about New Zealand, you guys. I will be here all day talking about that country, and I'll completely forget to go uh, talk about our episode today. Um, I have to, I just have to be done. Okay, I want to talk about building connections and bonds today because it's really critical for our mental health and also our well-being and also our general enjoyment of life. Okay. This can be a day, by the way, that's, it's sort of the norm to walk right by someone or not say hello or, and definitely make that get together plan, but then just like never do it. Um, I do want to touch about the touch upon the importance of connection today. So Um, This is not just with our friends, by the way. It's also about um, people all over the world. Um, It's one of the main reasons I love to solo travel so much. It's because it gives me a chance to totally immerse myself in other cultures where I may absolutely know no one and it's um, just me and I'm outside of anything I've ever known. It gives me a chance to be really, truly present and truly understand local life and learn from the natives there, Um, whether that happens to be across the globe or just in another state. I think I talked last week about being in 
in Cambodia. I know I talked about that one last week. Um, I did talk about uh, my chance to bike through the countryside and stay with a local family. We won't go into that uh, late night, middle of the night bathroom visit story in the dark. If you don't know that story, um, I guess that's another story for another time. Um, I feel like I say that a lot too. But anyway, uh, my point is that the best way to grow as a person is to learn about the world and ourselves through our travels and through our connections. Connecting outside with others on our daily lives is really critical for that, I think. And um, I've actually come to understand myself more in the past three years than I have in my entire 33 years of living, or at least the 30, the 30 years leading up to that point before I started traveling more. It's because I've been traveling and connecting so much, I've really gotten to know myself so much better. Anyway, so um, as usual, you guys should know this by now, I do like to parallel my episodes with my life, and um, this week I actually, well, this past weekend I ended up going to uh, my alma mater, which was Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, along with my husband and a group of friends from college. It was our 11th consecutive year of visiting. Um, this was technically canceled this year, this homecoming event, but uh, we always make it a point to go down together and visit there every October, no matter what, and um, it's just really about about valuing friendships over time and adding new ones alike. It's definitely, um, it was definitely a bit of a different type of year this year, just like everything else this year. But I will say that some things are reliable and they hold through every single year. And that is my need to um, go uptown and beg my poor husband for a few Halloween items. Oh my God. Can you get that? <laughs> we to know what lies ahead. Ooh, look. Oh, can we get these? <laughs> Look at these! Oh man! Oh, can we get this? That's fifty bucks. Please. <laughs> oh my God! Why am I in here right now? Bad. How about a few things with spider web at least? Because we don't have any spider web. No one goes there. Get some cobwebs. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, How about ten? <laughs> no. Come on, man. Window art. Look. I think that we need to have this candle. No, I think we don't. <laughs> I think. How about one of these wreaths? Look at this harvest wreath. I see the harvest Look at the wreath. <laughs> okay, come on. Dan, I can't go. I have to be here for a little while longer. Oh, wait. Can we get this though, for real? No, no. The candle. No. Look, look at this guy. We can get this guy if you want. <gasps> okay, good. Yeah, some things really do never change. Did I mention, by the way, it's literally my favorite time in this entire year? Don't know if I mentioned that or not. Maybe this is why I'm so hyper. Anyway, I really personally value friendships more than I value just about anything else. So making it a point to get together with people in my life and engaging with them is just about second nature to me, really. So um, also this time was um, this time last year, I think I was paralleling this episode with interesting schools around the world. That one, by the way, was not as much of a popular episode. I don't know. People weren't really interested in schools around the world, but um, I thought that was a great episode. I was proud of that one. Um, we were talking about like these really unique schools all over there was one where like kids had to crawl through these little like ice caves in order to get to their school or they had to go across cliffs to get there I think that was episode 10 of last year it's like exactly a year ago that makes sense because that's when I was at homecoming last year. But aside from being back on the bricks in Athens this weekend, as I mentioned last week, I have recently met a group of other entrepreneurs and creative influencers um, in the life and travel kind of field. And I said last week that we were sampling chicken. I said I had a hint on this week's guest. Um, so here's your great re reveal here. I will be calling up the organizer of that group today for her to share her own words with connecting with others. Her name is Shanae, and she lived in Morocco for several years and she has some incredible stories about the culture and her host family, and they're so inspiring and interesting. I really wanted to share her stories with the travel and life community out there. Um, I'm very excited to have her as a guest on the show today. All right, you guys. God, I need to, I need to like, take it down a few notes here. <laughs> I don't know why, you guys. I'm just really, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, okay, I should just start sipping wine during these things instead of antioxidant caffeine. Caffeine-packed herbal, like, beverages. I don't know, you guys. All right, I'm done. I'm going to be, I'm going to be disconnecting myself now before you all disconnect from me. All right, I'm going to get connecting with Shanae. So let's hear what she has to say. I don't think that. Oh, 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 ornaments. That's fair. Oh, ornaments. Oh my God! Look at these. Oh, can we have those? Very. Let's go.
everyone. I have my friend Shanae here on the phone. I had a chance to meet with her a couple of weeks ago at an event she hosted for other creative lifestyle and travel entrepreneurs. And it was wonderful. We got to a chance to sample chicken at a local establishment, meet other creative lifestyle and travel entrepreneurs and influencers. And she really helped me get to know just how many of us are around in a small vicinity. And she has such an interesting story to tell herself, a lot of interesting background. So Shanae, can you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about your history and your creative travel lifestyle influencing life? Hello world. My name is Shanae Braxton. I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and this is where Marie and I met. I was hosting a travel and lifestyle content creators event, and I was very excited to find out that Marie actually had this similar community as me, as the one that I was interested in building. And I was very excited to reach out to her and say, hey, I'm hosting this event and and instantly got a response. So I'm very excited that we had the opportunity to meet and that you enjoyed the event. A little bit about me is I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and then I went to university, came back, worked a little bit, and decided that I needed more out of life. I needed more of a challenge. I wanted to get outside of my bubble. So I decided to apply for the Peace Corps in 2015. And from there, I I changed my life. <laughs> and it was a really great experience. My intention for for going to the Peace Corps was I wanted to learn a new culture. I wanted to learn new languages. I wanted to really, again, move myself out of my bubble and see what it was like to experience life with a different reality. So, right. yes, now I'm back in Cleveland. So um, I'm excited to be here and excited to make connections with all types of people that have not only similar interests, but unique stories to share and tell. Oh, yes, definitely lots of those to tell and share, that's for sure. Actually, uh, today's episode is on connecting with others around the world. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your your event that you hosted and um, kind of what prompted you to do it and kind of your primary purpose of it that we had um, a couple Saturdays ago? Yes, absolutely. The purpose of the event is really to help storytellers and content creators and creatives that are travelers also to help us to have better storytelling techniques to have the the knowledge base that we need to know how to connect with brands the whole idea of the event was for people that are serious about not just traveling but creating content and telling stories around the travel and lifestyle experiences that we have so that was the whole intent and actually excited to announce that the next event has been scheduled and oh boy yes yes i finally scheduled it and i'm looking forward to just the response that i get from the second one because i think from this first one i i got such a great response from everybody that it's exciting it's like you said to know that there are so many people in the same space and with the same interests Yes, so many great people out there. All right, let's start reflecting on some ways to get connecting. Now we're going to talk about here some ways to connect both internationally around the world and also some ways to just start forming networks and maintaining relationships right in your own area. So let's start with a good way to connect with others on the road when you've left your humble abode. Now that's to consider going somewhere by yourself. Okay, so I know we talked about this one earlier, but I do want to talk about it a little better. Um, Going somewhere by yourself doesn't have to mean traveling to Oceania solo for two months like I did. It could be visiting just a new state or um, going across town for the weekend or spending an afternoon by yourself. Um, Going places solo, especially as women, I will say, might earn you a few jaw drops and nose cringes and extraneous time explaining that no, you weren't scared. But if you can get past that, it is, as I mentioned, truly the best way to just strike up conversations with locals and to put your own thoughts and ideas on the back burner for a minute and kind of learn about other others in their homes and their lifestyles. And I will say one thing, you do not necessarily have to be super outgoing to do this, okay? I cannot emphasize that one enough. 
Now, I'm about to reveal something. If I told you guys that I'm actually shy at my core, you would probably burst out laughing as hard as my friend Dan this weekend at Ohio University, but I swear it's true. Um, putting yourself out there and taking the initiative can be uncomfortable at times. I know that all too well, but it is one of the best things you can do. And I know I said last week that sometimes the most uncomfortable things are indeed um, the things we need most. So I promise you returning home with your pictures and memories and stories um, will give you a better understanding of yourself and also just um, you'll have those memories forever. But um, I will warn you, just make sure you back up your photos. Whatever you do, don't post them on Facebook and expect them to stay around forever. Um, I learned that the hard way. Like if, ever, if they kept everybody's photos on their servers, so they delete random photos and they think that like people will never notice. But I like them obsessed with pictures and I will definitely notice. But for people that have fewer than I do, I bet they're like, oh, well, they'll notice. They're more likely to notice. But no, they don't know me. They don't know how I am. So, yes, roam away from your home today. Hey, can we get harvest wood candle? Come on, Jeff. Please? Come on. Marshmallow pumpkin? Oh, God. I was certainly floored to find out that there were way more out there just like me. I'm so excited that's been scheduled. I can't wait to come to that next one. I had so much fun at the first one. And we, we sampled chicken, right? What, uh, yes. Where did we go again? What was the place that we visited? We went to Sauce the City, which is located in Ohio City mm -hmm. here in, in Cleveland. And it's right on West 25th across the Detroit Bridge. And I actually had stumbled upon that place a couple of weeks before I even hosted the event there. My company, we had a luncheon wow. there and we were celebrating our interns, summer internship being over for this for 2020. And I was like, oh my gosh, this place is very nice. The food was amazing and the space was just so beautiful. So when I thought about creating this travel and lifestyle content creators event, that was the first place that popped up into my mind because honestly, I'm not as familiar with Cleveland anymore just because I really I just got back to the states this past June so I haven't gotten out much of right. course because of the coronavirus and so the times that I do get out I'm always paying attention to places that are really nice to see what I could potentially do in those spaces and that just happened to be one of the places that really stood out and I reached out to the owner Vic and he was very very easy to work with and very nice and we talked about how the event could work and some of the possibilities that he was willing to do with us in terms of collaboration. And he was very open. And so I really appreciate him for kind of giving me the space to create the event, how I saw it without saying, okay, well, here's what you can and can't do because it was his space, but he didn't do that. And I'm very grateful that he did give me that free range to say, you know, here's the space you can do what you want and just let me know how I can help. Yeah, it was great to meet him too. Plus, he's uh he's an entrepreneur himself, right? I mean, starting that uh, yes, that business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and I love their corn too. Their corn was like the best <laughs> thing I've ever had in my entire yes, life. Exactly. <laughs> now, yeah. Now you lived in Morocco for how many years did you live in Morocco? I lived in Morocco for? for three and a half years. I moved there in September 2016, and I just returned this past June 2020. Gotcha. Now you live there. So you live there a good long time. What did you learn about the culture there and the, the lifestyle that you felt like you brought back mm, with you? That's a great question. I know there's probably some some pretty big changes there. I know uh, you talked a little bit about like your host family and um, how they fed you really well. I remember that story. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I did. I do just the communal <laughs> feel that family feel. I've, I already left with that because I have such a big family and we're all very close and we stay connected to each other. And so when I left home and went to Morocco and had that same feeling, I felt home there and I felt safe there because the families that I was connected with, they were very loving and they took care of me and they overfed me because they wanted my family here to know that I was <laughs> taken care of. Yes. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of culture. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because my husband is Senegalese and he tries to overfeed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, better than being underfed, <laughs> I suppose. Right. right. <laughs> uh, 
So, um, so it sounds like, uh, sounds like the culture was very kind of loving and you said that you were able to, you said that the connection there was pretty good, like with the creative entrepreneurs, yes. didn't you say something like yes. that? So uh, like, I, I'll yeah, a little bit my experience in Morocco. So I originally went there as a Peace Corps volunteer and the Peace with the Peace Corps is a two year service, 27 months. You have two years of in-service work or volunteer work. And then for three months, you have culture and language training. So when the first three months, when I arrived in Morocco, every day was filled with learning Moroccan Arabic, which is called Derija. So I spent the first three months living with the host family and learning the local language. I had classes six days out of the week and we had a teacher. And the way the way that it worked was that um, we had these classes six days out of the week. No one in my family spoke English other than small phrases like I miss you, I love you or hello, you know, some of the smaller phrases. So I was really forced to speak the local language, which I which was my intention. I intentionally came to Morocco or went to Morocco to learn the language and learn the culture. And I didn't know that Morocco itself was a creative country. Everything there is handmade and, and sourced from, from wow. nature. It's sourced from, from everything, every resource that you can find in Morocco. There is some creative element to it. There's something that an artist turned um, like leather, for example. And, you know, it's in other countries, but Morocco has two really large leather tanneries. And I didn't think that by going to Morocco, I was going to create my own leather leather bags. I have a, a whole line of leather bags and, and a handbag that I recently created before I left Morocco. I didn't think that I would go to Morocco and become a designer in that way. But because it's there and because everything about the culture and about the people, not just um, host country nationals, but also expats that live there everybody's so creative and the one thing that people love about Morocco is the creative energy because you can go to Rabat and you can go to Esaweta you can go to Fez you can go to Marrakesh each place that you go you'll see a different you'll feel a different vibe from that place and you'll see the creativity from the place has its differences and similarities and that's because of culture and because of influence from the outside so, yeah, so I, I see. went to Morocco, did the Peace Corps for 27 months. And while I was there, while I was in Peace Corps is when I started my own uh, leather bag brand called Marlo Black. Fast forward, Peace Corps ends December 2018. And I had accepted a position at a hotel in Marrakesh, which is a tourism capital. As a Peace Corps volunteer, I was living in the Mid-Atlas Mountains in a city called Wellness. So I moved to Marrakesh and Marrakesh is creative capital because every person that comes to Morocco knows about Marrakesh <laughs> and everybody thinks that Marrakesh is the right. real capital, but it's not. But Marrakesh is just, yes. It's yeah, Rabat, it's Rabat. right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I just nerdily know that no, randomly. <laughs> it, which is perfect, which is perfect yeah. because most people kind of for Rabat is considered so each place has its kind of designation too because Rabat would be considered the political capital because you know politics are there mm -hmm. and then Casablanca is the commercial capital and is the tourism capital slash creative capital because you know every creative person loves Marrakesh and goes to Marrakesh and lives in Marrakesh and doesn't want to leave Marrakesh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so, oh. so I went to Marrakesh and that's when I started learning more about travel the travel industry and the tourism industry and boutique hotels and just all the things that are possible within the tourism industry that I didn't know before and so I saw a lot of creative people and entrepreneurs in this space writers photographers bloggers people reaching out to the hotels where I was working and saying hey I'm coming um, can, you know, can you offer, not asking for an offer, but proposing things in terms of collaboration and partnerships. And so I saw a lot of that being circulated and a lot of people coming into these beautiful spaces that were created by these homeowners at the hotels where I was working and, and working with them as partnerships. So one company from, I believe they, they weren't from the Ukraine, 
it was a it was a group of girls who came and one of the girls owned a swimsuit line and so she partnered with our hotel and she had a photo shoot at our, our hotel and then a couple of months later the we got magazines sent to us with with us in the center with our hotel in the center fold and then she partnered with the hotel what? owners. Yeah, she partnered with the hotel owners and sent some swimming suits for the for the hotel to sell in the hotel's boutique. So I was seeing all of this stuff going on, like, wow, like this is really how things work. It's how the world works, and that's not what I saw in the states. I didn't see what that looked like. I only, I yeah, I didn't see what that looked like. And so when I went to Morocco and saw so many creative people in and out of Morocco and working together and building these partnerships and doing these collaborations, I was like, wow, I wonder what that's like in Cleveland. I, I know it's possible and I know it's there, but where's the community? And speaking of community, let's talk about the most obvious one here in this day and age, and that is to not do things seems to be all the rage. So it is important to just get together with real people. So that can be virtual if you must, but just get to communicating and get to interacting. This is sort of an umbrella suggestion here, but it could be related to connecting with new people or our own friends alike. I know I touched upon this one earlier, but it seems like people like to indefinitely delay gatherings or use work as an excuse or an out. I hate that one, by the way. Um, that seems to be everybody's favorite excuse. Uh, but in your interest, I'm going to reserve that rant for another time. Anyway, it could be connecting with others who share your interests in your own area, like events that Shanae hosted or myself host around the country. Like I said before, this could be physical or virtual. I know I host both, but just getting to these events and hosting them myself has put me in this like great mood every time I leave. And I realize just how much interacting with people who share my interests and life goals like really rejuvenates me. Um, I've been hosting these things for over a year now, and I'll tell you right now, it's an amazing feeling. Um, I've been exhausted some of those days and like not in the mood to talk. Okay, I know that sounds like total blasphemy coming from me, but I do get tired, unfortunately for you guys, not all that often. But um, the point is, is that I always leave feeling really awake, like my heart is full and just like wide awake, like I said before, even more so than with my usual 800 cups of coffee and tea. But let's also not forget about connecting with our own friends that we already have. Make that date and keep it. I can't emphasize that enough. Make a tradition like Ohio University Homecoming that you attend every year with your friends like I do um, or something else that you love. Just make sure that you do it. Um, don't just indefinitely postpone it or make an excuse. Whatever you do, just do it. So, uh, man, I feel like I should be being paid by Nike for making a statement like that. But uh, if you do need help knowing where to begin, you can always attend one of my events or one of Shanae's events. But just get going and um, go that extra mile to make a commitment once in a while. I guarantee you'll leave with a smile. No, we need to have that. Please? Can we have that hand? Come on now. I want to have that. Come on. How about some more spider webs? Why not? So it sounds like sounds like Morocco had a lot of creativity there and a lot of just connecting in general and mm -hmm. um, something I wish to see a lot more here in the U.S. And I'm so glad that like there's people like us out there that just want to bring everybody together when mm -hmm. maybe like people are out there that feel like they um, are by themselves or they, you know, or they're the only ones wanting to create and connect with others. So, yeah, that sounds like an amazing experience in Morocco. That's true. And one thing that I always notice is that normally when you ask people, oh, where are you from? Because, of course, when you find out like living in Morocco, someone comes from the States or some there's an expat that lives there, too. You always want to know, like, where are you from? Everybody's always from New York or California. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, where is everybody else then? <laughs> Because yeah. every time I'm meeting people, they're always from these main places. And so I'm like, well, who's in Cleveland? And actually, I found out like through my YouTube channel and just through randomly stumbling upon people, I found out that there are lots of people that are outside of that are from Cleveland and that are expats and that live in mm -hmm. Thailand or, or are travel journalists and they travel to all places around the world. And so I that brings me excitement because living here it I never saw that growing up and so to want to grow up to want to study tourism in college 
it was kind of, you know, taboo. Like, what are you doing? That's what is that? Yeah. So to, to see that that really exists outside of my bubble really get it's fun for me it's, it gives me excitement to know that there are other people and that I'm not alone so that's that's why I was like okay Cleveland <laughs> let's see what yeah. you got <laughs> I'm so glad you did because I felt yeah. the same way when I started my travel travel group I was like okay I know there's other people out there like us mm-hmm. and you just have to find them sometimes they're not as vocal so <laughs> yeah it's get to connect um do you think that some um some ways that you've helped um, connect other people like um do you think that uh, your youtube channel and things like social media have helped like technology what do you normally use to help really connect people out there um, and help you find them i know i found you through meetup but um mm-hmm. yeah like what how do you get your content out there to draw people in for more connections I think I use my YouTube channel for for sure. And then one thing that I had started doing when I was in Morocco was I started going live. So I so one thing is I connected with people one because I was a Peace Corps volunteer and there were a hundred of us that came together. So I automatically had about a hundred people that I can call on and say, Oh, this person lives here and have a relationship with them to be able to continue to connect not just during Peace Corps, but after. So I I think that I've built not a following, but I've built a community of people that I I know and that I like and that I want to talk to and want to know more about just from going to grad school, just from going to undergrad, just from going to Peace Corps. You know, so having those people kind of in my circle of Instagram friends and friends that I can text and call and chat with, that helped me to reach out to other people if that makes sense so you know how it works you share it Mm -hmm. on your on your page and then someone shares and so you then become a part of someone else's circle and so I think Mm -hmm. that that is how that's how I'm able to connect with other people and then putting myself out there that's really the number one thing if I I could have done Peace Corps like every other volunteer and not had a YouTube channel and still just share my story with my inner circle. But the fact that I, even before this current YouTube channel that I have, I had a Peace Corps channel that I talked about all of the Peace Corps training experiences that I had. And I did that to show what was going on as a Peace Corps volunteer. Because when I was interested, I didn't see a lot of young Black women that wanted to go to Morocco or that had videos about it. And so I was like, okay, this is something that I want to do because I want other people that are in my circle and close to my circle, you know, two degrees, three degrees of separation to be able to connect with my experience and and p- encourage them to do the same if they desire. Instead yeah, of- sometimes you have to lead the, be the leader, I guess, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's really just, it's, and so it honestly is stepping outside of your comfort zone because I did the Peace Corps page a couple of, so 2016 is when I started that channel. And I even got discouraged after a while because I didn't really have intention. It was just, oh, I'm going to share my story. And so now full circle, I'm coming back and I'm, I really want to be intentional about what I'm sharing. And so before actually starting this current channel, I was pushing myself to practice speaking in front of the camera. So I started going live on Instagram. And then also another thing I'll say is I started connecting with people that came to Morocco. And so anytime people would find me on Instagram, they would reach out and say, oh, I'm coming to Morocco. And then I would say, oh, well, you know, um, I can help you organize this or I can put you in contact with this or that person or you could do this or let's meet up and have lunch or drink or something like that. And so I think that also helped too. Uh-oh, I feel another rhyme coming on. Too bad they don't make masks for those. Okay, you guys. Um, but this is another point that I can manage, and that is to use social media to your advantage. Okay, so social media, before I go on to talk about this, I must clarify that it's not necessarily what you think I'm going to say. So I have to be totally honest here. Um, I actually hate social media. I know that's like blasphemy, and it's a total taboo thing to say as a creative influencer, but we kind of have to use it if 
if you are an influencer for like content purposes and like Shanae was saying, whether that be Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or like LinkedIn or Twitter, whatever you use, um, it could be really exhausting and overwhelming. But my advice is to just have like one or two to focus on that seems to work best for you and try not to get too overwhelmed with too many different platforms. I've been there, done that, that's for sure. Um, but if you're not an influencer, even better, the social network world really isn't, uh, well, it's really not as quite critical for you, but uh, really the world's your oyster or your clam, whatever you like better. Mm, clam chowder. Wait, what was I talking about again? Sorry guys, I'm hungry. LED foam stick? Oh man. <gasps> okay, we're getting that. We're okay, we're having that. But what I mean is that even though social media can be annoying, it's actually a great way to stay in touch or, you know, stay connected with people that maybe you don't see or hear from every single day. I, for one, like to use my personal social media accounts for, like, my pictures, or at least what's left of them, uh, but also just to stay in touch with people that I want to keep in my life that maybe I haven't seen or talked to for a while, like I said. And, um, yes, there is a lot of crap on social media for people that love to use it for... Well, let's just say less than ideal purposes. We'll leave it at that. You all know what I mean. But if you really want to, you can actually ignore it. I find that if I ignore it, it really doesn't bother me all that much. And by the way, you can also use social media to find people, like find connections in your area. So here's a story that I love to share is I know somebody that has this rare form of cancer and she actually was able to connect with somebody out there on Instagram and they're kind of helping each other along and just communicating about um, the process of it, like what's you know happening. So I think that's kind of a hard warming story so I choose to focus on that rather than all the other negative crap that people love to put out there but my point is that if you know technology is going to be as terrible as it is you may as well just use it for your advantage in any way that you can what about like with locals um yeah I know you were learning the language um was it easy for you to interact with local I mean I know you had a host family but uh mm -hmm. how easy was it to kind of engage with people that were locals there when you first moved when I first moved it was it took again it's everything is always outside of your comfort zone right and so when we're yeah, talking about of ease of communicating ease of navigating the country that took for me to to really take it upon myself to learn the language. And so once I was comfortable saying, you know, hi, how are you? Or I want this, or, you know, how much does a bus ticket cost? Once I was comfortable with that, I was able to have conversations with a lot of people. And people found it so shocking that I was an American speaking Darija. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, it's such a difficult language. How, how, would, how did you learn it? And the way Peace Corps has the has the courses or this language training set up it's so intensive that you at least will take away being a novice from from the Peace Corps training and then on top of that my host family no one in my host family spoke English so I didn't have a choice which again is what I wanted so I would say my comfort and my ability to navigate the country was very easy because I was so comfortable speaking the language so I could switch easily people of course looked at me and they the first thing they would do was speak to me in French and then when they realized I was American then they would <laughs> speak to me in English and I would speak to them in Derija interesting yeah, so French I wonder why France French because <laughs> interesting. well we won't get into that part but yes always French. <laughs> interesting mm -hmm. ah that's well that's cool it's nice that you uh were able to have the the language and kind of just interact mm -hmm. and that was that's must that's an amazing feeling that's for and sure I will say um, that Moroccans in general are very hospitable so even if I didn't yeah. speak the language it, they already know English and French they already know our language so they are very hospitable they're very talkative they're very affectionate people from my experience and so they you'll connect with people either way and it's really all about how you are opening yourself up and how you're coming across but it's easy to make connections with host country nationals yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, just, just hearing this from you makes me really want to, I mean, I already wanted to go to Morocco, but I really want to go to Morocco mm -hmm. now. It sounds like just an amazing place filled with amazing people and just, uh, it's wonderful. I'm just picturing it in my head. <laughs> um, well, 
thank you for sharing your information. Do you have any other advice or bits of information, things we forgot to um, kind of talk about with our listeners or, um, you know, helping people get out and travel and interact with people around the world? Do you have any other bits of advice? Yes, I would. I would leave with saying that if you want to step outside of your comfort zone, if you want to grow in some ways that you don't even know or exist within you, then travel, you know, travel and see it if it's possible for you to stay long term. And then if there's a language that you want to practice, go to that country and actually practice the language and be comfortable laughing at yourself. Be comfortable being uncomfortable <laughs> because that's really going to help shape you. And so that's what I want for people. And I think that that traveling does that. It helps us grow in ways that we don't even know. And it helps us be better citizens of the world. Oh, yes. I could not have said that better myself. It, be un, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's like the name of the game. You really start to get to know yourself, yes. too. I don't know. Yes. Definitely growing confidence and just like being able to know yourself outside of like, you know, your immediate vicinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and literally yeah. when I so I went to Morocco and I came back the year after to visit family. So I came back two years um, a year later for two weeks. And I really mentally was pulling myself out of one bubble and into another bubble. That's literally <laughs> how it felt because I have my family, my life in Morocco. And then of course I have my family and my life here and just trying to find a way to bridge the gap between the two. I'm still working on it, <laughs> but it's literally like you pull yourself into different worlds when you go to different places. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I think that's true with anything. Mm -hmm. You pull yourself into different worlds, just in different social circles mm -hmm. in general. Absolutely. But yeah, oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's uh, that's an incredible story right there. And just, uh, yeah, you have so much uh, so much information. I think our listeners are going to love to hear about that and just kind of hopefully get that extra boost of confidence to get out there and just start just start mm -hmm. traveling and just start engaging with people because that's really what life's about is having those connections yes yes so, thank you so much for yeah. inviting me to be on your podcast and I'm looking forward to listening to it and thank you thank you thank you thank you oh and oh well thank so you I didn't announce the next event will be on November 14th same time Saturday mm -hmm. from one to three so you are always welcome and everyone else who wants to oh. join Oh, I will be there for sure. So, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to pull my teeth. And here's our last point of the day. Oh, so sad or really rejoiceful for you guys, I guess, having to bear with my brain neurons here. But speaking of speaking the language, here's a way to connect that's unique, and that is to use your tongue and cheek. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I've been trying really hard to control myself on these. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about using language to connect. Okay, so think about like teaching English if that's your native language. If it's not, I'm sure people like me who embarrass themselves trying to pronounce foreign words while trying to record a podcast would um, love to hear some words from you literally in your language but helping others learn your language um, or learning theirs is a fabulous way to connect and I remember like when I lived in Germany we used to have these little weekly stomptish sessions now that's just like a conversation hour we'd meet at like a pub or a restaurant and I got to practice my German and the students there got to practice their English and to this day I have friends in Germany and all over Europe now because of it and um, actually one of my friends I call my little Kugel Schreiber. So, okay, so his real name is Eric, but I will say that my favorite German word was Kugel Schreiber. It's, I'm not saying it correctly. I think you're supposed to say like Kugel Schreiber or something like that. Oh, I did good on that, you guys. Um, but it actually means ballpoint pen. Um, I just thought it was the funniest German word ever. So to this day, I call it my little Kugel Schreiber. But most cities or areas have like those little local language practicing meetups anyway. Um, and if you do go abroad, I'm sure the locals would love to teach you their language it's just like a thing I remember when we hiked the Inca Trail by the way we made friends from Brazil who spoke Portuguese that's a fun fact and they were like dying to know why Americans use the word so so much um, yeah I never really thought about it but we do use the word so in many different contexts to mean many different things kind of like a filler kind of interesting but whatever you do just try to speak the language when you do go abroad it does drive me absolutely nuts when I hear other Americans abroad being really rude to locals and like expecting them all to speak English and like not even, even attempting like hello and like thank you in their language. It's just like pet 
peeve of mine. That's definitely another rant for another time. And like I said before, if you do want to take it one step further, teaching English abroad is like an amazing thing. I've heard so many good things about it. I've not done it myself, but I do have like thousands of like TEFL hookups and discounts all over my website for anyone that genuinely wants to do something like that. Um, I, I know I do for sure at some point. But um, my bottom line is that, you know, talking the talk is really how you can walk the walk. Well, um, Sinead, this is our best part of our um, our our listeners' uh, experience here and our experience as well. This is our game. Are you oh. excited for this one? Okay. I know. No, it's been the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, yes. Get excited. So this is a fun thing we do on all of our episodes. We do a little game here at the end. So here's how this is going to work. Um, because we're doing an episode on connecting, um, and we've done a bit of, we've had a bit of, of a board game theme going on this season. <laughs> so what else would we be playing other than Connect 4? So all right, you guys. So here's how this is going to work. So I'm going to give you um, a couple um, couple different parts of this. So I'm going to give you four clues or a description of a particular country. And um, you're going to see if you can guess what it is. Um, you can connect the four, if you will. And in the second part, I'll give you four descriptions of a particular place. And you can name four places that fit the description. Don't worry, they won't be too okay. hard. So it's a, it's a connect four here in a couple different mm-hmm. ways. Um, it sounds complicated, but then again, nothing's really that complicated or, or nothing's that simple, right? right, right. <laughs> but uh, just kidding. This actually really won't be that hard. <laughs> All right. Okay. So are you ready for the first set, my friend? Yes, I am. Okay. So I'm going to give you four clues here. Now, the first one is pretty easy. So um, it's going to be relatively straightforward on this one. Uh, your clues are Marrakesh movie desert and ocean where do you think that is <laughs> oh morocco of course i had to start with that one <laughs> just to show you <laughs> just that so you weren't too scared off by my game right away <laughs> okay number number two okay we have poutine french falls and victoria what country do you think that is france hmm Mm, wait, close. Wait, um, um, this wait one. hold up. <laughs> it's, it's poutine. Think about that poutine. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Balls. Starts with a C. The country north of us. Ah, Canada. Yeah, yes. okay. I threw you, you off on that it. one with the French yes, part. Right? <laughs> we were just talking about French, and I got I got you all mixed up oh there. Oh my gosh, you did. You know, it's like okay. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, here's another one, Victoria. I just realized this next one has the word Victoria in it too. I totally didn't even do this inten- intentionally, but um, okay. This one is Reef, um, Vegemite, Finding Nemo, and Victoria again. Different Victoria. Like the, like um, <laughs> Australia. Okay. Yes, you okay. got it. Austria. Have you ever had Vegemite, by no, the way? No, I haven't. <laughs> I have not. Oh, God. It's it's a love-hate relationship. I hated it the first time, and then what I had it, it again. And it was like, okay, maybe I don't. It's I don't even know. It's like some kind of like salty, like mm. weird salty. Oh, it's it's like, like, like a mixture of right. Yeah, well, no, it's more like a, it's more like a, a sauce, not a sauce, but like a spread. It's kind of like a salt, it tastes like salty chemicals. That's like the best way I can describe it. But it's like really addicting. It was kind of really terrible at first and then it was better and then it was like really good. And now I'm like addicted to it. <laughs> I swear, you have to go there and try it. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't. I, oh, yeah, it's amazing. I was there last or a couple years ago and it like made my life. (laughs) So have veggie bite when you're there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here's the last one. uh, The last one of this part. So this one is, this is a little harder, by the way. It's calligraphy tea, Mount Fuji and cherry blossoms. Hmm. Mount Fuji. I know that it's cherry blossoms. It's in the Middle East. It's in, uh, it's so, yeah, it's in, well, it's an Asian country. So think about tea and cherry blossoms. And um, I'll give you another hint here Tokyo. That's another one. It's in Asia. 
Mm-hmm. But Starts Tokyo, with a J. so Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a hard one. Well, cherry blossoms make sense for Japan, but what threw me off was when you said calligraphy, because I was thinking Arabic. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was a bad... I just come up with no, these clues sometimes. Great. You're not the first. Sometimes... <laughs> it's all interpretation. This is a fun... I... Oh, yes. And it's connecting four, right? It's like a fun, like, uh, connection yeah, here. Yeah, I'm well, stuff, so uh, great. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of the point for everybody to learn new things. All right, here's the last part of this game. So I'm going to give you four of this again. But I'm going to give you... Um, Four different, uh, four different things here, little highlights of things. And then you're going to um, try to name four um, countries or U.S. states that fit this description. So don't worry, it won't be too terrible. Um, so the first one is, we'll start, we'll start easier here. So can you name four U.S. states that have coasts along the ocean? Yes. Hmm. California, Washington. <laughs> What is that? California or is that Oregon right above Washington? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right below. That's Washington. Cr- right below yeah. Washington. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we yep. have DC, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got way more than four. <laughs> I love how your definitive answer was yes. <laughs> that was a good one. Actually, I'm headed to Florida in a oh, couple days. Fun. So I'll be on the ocean here in a minute, probably getting sunburned as usual. <laughs> but you know. Just she got sunburned. Me and my Mom huh. like, oh. oh my gosh oh well let's just hope that you're lucky that uh, our next meetup is not in the summer because you would be <laughs> like um <laughs> who are you are you a lobster um <laughs> all right so here's the second one here um we're going international here so can you name four countries that might have a primary staple dish of rice yes. a lot yes. of countries out there exactly. that love rice so, <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh huh. Okay, so Senegal, and then we have Japan, right? South Korea, of course. China, basically yeah. anywhere in Asia. Um, Nigeria, also. Oh yes. How about Morocco? Did they eat no, rice? No, a lot of rice there. No, for rice, Morocco is no for tagines. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering because yeah, I don't think I've ever had Moroccan food. Um, yeah, so I think you definitely got the answers on that one for sure. All right, here's number three. Okay, this is uh, countries known for mountains. So countries that have maybe mountain mm-hmm. ranges or um, you know, big mountains. Okay, so in the U.S., we have on the, near um, Washington. There's a big mountain range there. Is that Mount Everest? Okay, yeah, so okay. U.S. is one. Um, well, in the, oh, you mean the, the U.S. I mean, or where? US. Oh, in the U.S., well, we have that, like the, the Rocky, Rocky Mountains, Mountains obviously. Right. Those are, okay, yeah. So I'll give one yeah. that most people don't know about, but Morocco has one of the highest mountain peaks in North Africa called Mount Tuco. Mm-hmm. So oh, that, yes. Really? Interesting. Yes. I didn't know that. I'll def- I love mountains, so that's, okay, that's an interesting one. Hiking. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I'm learning stuff, hiking. too. So it's T-O-U-K-B-A-L. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I think I've heard of that before. I want to say I don't know anything about it. I think I just have, like maybe yeah. heard of it before. Interesting. I'll definitely add that Me when too. I love hiking mountains. <laughs> like love them. <laughs> yeah. Any other countries you can think of that are known for mountains? Yes, countries. Ugh. The Himalaya Mountains, but I can't place the country. Yes. Well, there's um. So Nepal oh. is what Tanzania yes. also is known. We're actually thinking of doing um of doing uh the yes. Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this next year we're gonna probably wow. hike that. So yes, lots of lots of mountainous yes. countries oh, yeah. <laughs> out there. Once you don't even think about Switzerland. I thought mm-hmm. of to Peru is another oh, one. Yes, Bhutan is another one. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes, Machu Picchu. I wow. hiked that one actually. The Inca That's Trail. Amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty high up. (laughs) It was probably the best thing we ever did. Yeah, she's a flight attendant. She she did that. That's that's pretty cool. My list, I still have to to get out in the world. Yeah, well, you got plenty time, plenty of time. You've been to Morocco. I've never, I've not been to Africa yet, and that's like on my ultimate bucket list. So so (laughs) definitely. Oh, yes. Well, Tanzania, I think, will be the first. So, all right. I heard that's one of the best times to go. Mm -hmm. Is it? 
I did not know that. Interesting. Huh, maybe I'll have to re uh, revise my itinerary. Yes. And I heard something like with the tour group also. Just let me know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll let you know when we're thinking about going, but that's definitely like on our next to-do list here for sure. All right, so here is the last one. This is going to be the hardest one. So don't don't feel bad if you don't know these because I didn't know them either. I just looked them up. But it's uh, basically you can guess at these. Um, so this is, uh, we're going to name four U.S. states, okay? There's actually 10 of them all together, but if you can name just a few um, that are supposedly the most social in the nation. We have 10 states that are the most social in the nation and no joke these are actually really hard i looked this up and like you may um you may be surprised mm-hmm. on some of these but um yeah see if you can I actually wrote down all 10 but um yeah if you could see if you can guess what might be a really social state and i'll tell you right now it's probably not well, what you like, okay expect. let's guess then the most social state i will say mm-hmm. texas Texas. No. no, that's not on there. It's surprising. I don't know why you think the yeah, South, right? Like, you know, people are really south. friendly. Okay, yeah. So we're going. Yeah. Actually, none of these are wow. in the South, surprisingly. That's so weird because the South I is my it. favorite. I mean, like, I just, yeah, I want to move to New Orleans. So, wow. okay. So let's go with <laughs> oh, yeah. North sure. Dakota and South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota is okay. on there. That's very, yeah, and you got Wisconsin? it. Yeah. Um, there's also, Wisconsin. No, that one's not on there, but the country, or sorry, the state north Michigan. of us is. Michigan. The one right north of us. Yes, Michigan is on there. Um, oh, the, the island, island state. <laughs> the big island. Well, no. Oh, well, yes, Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, Rhode Island's on there, too. I was thinking oh, Hawaii, because yes. Hawaii's on there, too. Yeah, uh, the other ones were Idaho and New Hampshire and Wyoming, Montana, Utah, and wow. Vermont. So that's kind of surprising. I think maybe like California mm-hmm. or like Georgia or like, you know, New York or something. But no, here it is all these little like <laughs> tiny I'm telling you, well, they're, they're <laughs> on the map, okay? <laughs> yeah. No, I was surprised. So yeah, if you ever feel like being I social, will. head to one of those I, states. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, Sinead, thank you for playing our game. You obviously won. Um, you get actually a little personalized coffee mug for participating thank in our um, our game and winning. Um, it's um, basically because it's always but first coffee for me. I can't be social. <laughs> so I've had my cup of coffee anyway. So, yeah. So I, I felt like that would be an appropriate little, um, okay, <laughs> little prize you. here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Sinead, for um, joining us. And uh, we will talk bye. to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Ugh, you guys, just when you thought that I couldn't come up with any more board games to connect with our topic of the week, I go and connect a connect board game. Sorry, by the way, about the connection with the audio here today. Um, for what it's worth, I was definitely in the backseat of a car during that interview while talking with Shanae on the phone. Uh, we were leaving town this week for... Well, you'll find out next week, uh, hint next week's episode, but uh, I know there was a bit of an overlap and off timing in that audio, but uh, in case you didn't know me, technology hates me, so hopefully you could hear Shanae okay at least, right? Anyway, if you want to check out Shanae's adventures and get connected with her, you can check her out, especially on her YouTube channel. It's Shanae Braxton, for anyone that forgot. And as for your capital today, you did learn from Shanae's interview that indeed the capital of Morocco is Rabat. It's not Marrakesh, but Rabat. And as for New Zealand, in case you forgot about the most social country in the world, the capital is Wellington. Wellington is on the southernmost point of the North Island in New Zealand, in case you needed one more random fact for the day. But if you do go to New Zealand, whatever you do, do not take like two overnight bus trips on the west coast of Australia leading up to your flight, and then not actually go to bed for like 48 hours, and then forget to eat a real meal and drink too much wine, and then almost faint on the plane ride, and then get like flagged at the border going through because you have dirt on your shoes that came from Australia. I can't make this stuff up, you guys. Um, But if you do have some ordeals such as that, um, I promise you that the snow-capped mountains will definitely make you forget about those less-than-ideal episodes. Even if you do lose your rear-view mirror and your hubcap within the first hour of driving your rental car there, (laughs) you guys, I swear, I'm not making this up. 
Um, it's just me. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's an interesting life I lead. Okay, you guys, your official capital, like I said, is Wellington, New Zealand. I'm good. I'm good. So as we live our lives each day, may we always make the connections along the way, both near and far and wherever you are. Whether you're admiring the creations of Morocco or requiring Halloween decorations in Athens, Ohio, whether you're scoring a new friend while exploring New Zealand, or you're buying rounds in towns of familiar stomping grounds, or learning native sounds overseas while teaching English nouns in the ABCs. Whether you decide to pick up that phone to make that call, or you decide to head out on your own once and for all, there really is no journey too small. So may your days be filled with connections that complete you, and may your nights be completed with friends from the filled day. May you always keep your arms open and your heart full, and may you always keep your heart open even when your arms are full. May your Facebook pictures be plentiful and backed up, and your album books be full of plenty of faces willing to back you up, especially when you go for the jugular of the Facebook administration. For what is lost is always found, especially if you have the right people around. May your moments with friends be filled with villainous laughters, which, when it ends, you'll remember forever after. But no matter what, never forget the faces you know and be prepared to explain the word so in the places you go. And these type of connections you can never outgrow. So until next time, fellow friends, family, acquaintances, teachers, and learners, don't forget to live life on the connected side, the shared side, and the paired side. And as usual, don't forget to not do anything I wouldn't do unless it's, of course, spill liquids, faint on airplanes, lose your hubcap in rear view mirror in foreign countries, have a bad relationship with technology and gravity, let gum melt at the bottom of your bag, get into trouble on foreign soil for being covered in foreign soil, spend life savings on Halloween decorations, or have trouble focusing. But everything else, don't do anything I would do, if that makes sense. See you next time. and you've been listening to Purple Hood Adventures Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our journeys today. If you think you'd like to hear more and you want to stay updated on the whereabouts of an accident-prone purple windbreaker, or if you just like to live the life of adventure through your earbuds, or maybe you enjoy restraining having milk coming out of your nose buds every week. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Otherwise, you can check me out on my website at purplehoodadventures.com. Or you can check me out on Facebook slash Purplehead Adventures, Instagram, or whatever other 8 million forms of social media you might use. Until then, stay tacky, San Francisco, and remember, life is not a book to be read, but a story to be told. So get out there. And remember, always, hood down and head out. <laughs>